Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into another edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, we have wrapped up National Weather Podcast Month. We have now moved into April. And you know what? We went, they, what's the saying? Uh, March comes out like a lion and into April like a lamb, something like that. I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, the weather out there isn't uh, isn't all that nice. It's uh, It's very lion-like to say. Yes, yeah, we've had a couple of days of severe weather still going on right now. A couple of different squall lines going on. It's been an interesting past couple of days around here, so that's been good. I like that. Let's keep this active spring. Right. Bonnie's out actively storm chasing in Oklahoma City right now, so uh, she's rolling in the car, which is pretty awesome. I'm fairly jealous of that, but hey, you know what? When you got a storm chase, you got a storm chase, right? I mean, yeah, but hey, let's be real. There's not really any storms to chase out over here, but it's kind of weirdly cloudy, and this morning was super foggy, so there's interesting stuff going on in the atmosphere. It's just not severe. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we've talked uh, ad nauseum, especially in the last month, of the craziness of bomb cyclones, bombogenesis, intense storms firing up, and, you know, low pressures that rapidly develop into a big deal. Well, Bonnie, we had one early in the week that nobody really cared about, because well, of course, if it's not over land, nobody cares. Right. And that's very true. Right. And, you know, it's funny. You look at what happened. There was a low that moved up off of coastal Carolina um, and affected the East Coast seaboard with some rain, a little bit of wind uh, and then some winter precip as you got into New England. But Bonnie, this low underwent bombogenesis, which means it, you know, intensified at least 24 uh, millibars in a 24 hour period. And this thing was really impressive. But the only people that got to see it were people on tanker ships and cruise ships. Well, I wish I was out there on one of those tankers or cruise ships. Right. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. I'm sure it was, like, all choppy and scary at that time. Yeah, I mean, it is funny. They said the surface analysis from the 060 run on Tuesday had the low at 1016 millibars. And fast forward 24 hours, it was down in the neighborhood of, like, 992 so I mean, it's within that twenty-four hour, that twenty-four, you know, millibar range, and so, or sorry, nine eighty-four. I can't read; that's really small print. So yeah, it went from ten twelve to nine eighty-four, and you know, more than twenty-four millibar drop in twenty-four hours. So uh, an impressive storm that dumped a little bit of rain, dumped a little bit of wind, and some winter precip, but not a whole heck of a lot else. So. Well, you know, it's because it wasn't over land, so it didn't really affect people and didn't really do anything i'm sure it was all you know i don't know really what happens out in the ocean but you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it affected the water somewhat but yeah you know if it's not over land there's not much attention given unless it's a hurricane headed for land so right uh you know a lot they sell a lot of choppy seas uh pretty windy um and so you know i know that there were some boat and ship traffic that had to be diverted around it just because the conditions were bad i will say this the radars that they have 
out on you know like Cape Hatteras and on the Outer Banks did a really awesome job of actually watching this low intensify. And you know, had it been later in the spring into summer into fall, you would look at this. You know, if you just saw the radar shot, like, oh my gosh, look, there's a hurricane off the coast. And it wasn't. It was just a really intense low. Um, you know, basically a, a last ditch winter storm. Uh, had it been, you know, later on or earlier in the year, you would have been talking about possible nor'easter. Uh, yeah. And had it, you know, hug the coast a little bit more, it would have been a really impressive storm. But really cool to see. Uh, and again, satellite technology, radar technology brought some really beautiful pictures. Uh, man, I'm, I'm stoked that, you know, we got Ghost 16 and 17, both fully operational and both sending back, you know, amazing, amazing footage. And man, we are so lucky that we, we finally have these new satellites up and running because it truly is awe inspiring to watch this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it really helps you, you know, get a sense of what's going on yep. and what's coming. And it, it it helps you, like you said, see the big picture and see what it's doing. Because down here on land, just looking up, you can only see a portion of right. whatever's going on above you. But when you've got that satellite coming down from space, you can see it fully, see its motion, see it turning and which is amazing. And that really just helps give a sense of what's going on, where it's headed what it's likely to do or become so yeah and it, you know again out of the ocean as you said yeah nobody really cared nobody really paid attention but still really cool to see however Absolutely. let's move back on land and you know it was an active week in the plains it was been a pretty active week and weekend now for severe storms you had a little bit of action in oklahoma today we're looking at uh, storms moving east of houston down toward um, lake charles louisiana a uh, bunch of severe thunderstorm warnings are up. A bunch of tornado warnings have already been posted. I'm sure there will be some more today. Yesterday was really impressive. Our friend Nash from Nashville, um, great follow on Twitter and Facebook, posted what he called a hyperlapse, like an eight-hour uh, movie, and just try and go through and count all the hook echoes on the different cells that were coming through yesterday. So it was a really active day in the plains. It was an active day. As you moved into the Ohio River Valley and then into the Mississippi uh, River Delta area and Bonnie, we're into that time of year where, you know what, any day, any afternoon, all it takes is a little instability and storms are firing. Exactly, exactly. And that, that actually happened in Oklahoma yesterday. We had a um, pretty, I would say, just heavy complex of thunderstorms come through um, late morning or right around noon and it was just some heavy rain lightning and thunder maybe a little wind maybe a little pea-sized hail but nothing crazy but then as it moved out the skies cleared like cleared and so the sun came out and we know that in oklahoma in the spring when the sun comes out in the afternoon that really helps destabilize the atmosphere um, you know causes a lot of that rising motion and so and so that happened and that wasn't initially predicted. And so after that complex moved out and the sun came out, they actually discussed a severe thunderstorm watch. Um, it never got issued. Um, a, a line of storms did form, but they're just, I don't think there was enough instability. There was only a little bit. So the line of storms didn't really last very long. It kind of died out as it went over central Oklahoma. It picked back up east of Oklahoma City, but it didn't really do anything. There was no warnings issued or anything, but but that just shows that it really doesn't take very long for the sun to be out in the spring to cause some destabilization and trigger some thunderstorms. So 
so that was pretty interesting to me because it just it, it just kind of happened it wasn't really expected and then boom you know and then we got a slight risk issued there in the afternoon for a little while and then you know it diminished but I thought that was interesting because I wasn't expecting it. So when it when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. And so I just paid attention for the rest of the afternoon, and then nothing happened. So I was kind of bummed. <laughs> right. And, I mean, and again, that's just, you know, the way it is. A, you know, you're in a, you're, we talked about this last week where, you know, if you're aware of what's going on, okay, we know that we have this, the chance of storms. That doesn't mean they're always going to form. And, yeah. you know, I know, you know, better than most where, hey, just because a watch or a warnings issue doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. Yeah, which is, exactly. Which is really sad, but you know it. You know, if you're a weather geek like you and I are, you know, we want you know things to happen. We want you know <laughs> events to take place, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and sometimes you kind of get bummed when it doesn't. But you know, we're still looking at you know severe flooding up and down the Mississippi River. Um, flash flood warnings are out. You know, like I said, in the area around Houston, as you get over to Lake Charles into portions of southern Arkansas. Um, so, you know, the areas that need rain, aren't the areas getting it right now. And the areas that don't need it are the areas that are getting it. So yes, it's just, it's, absolutely. it's crazy. And, you know, speaking of lots of water, I got an atmospheric river basically pointed at, you know, my neck of the woods. And, uh, we're looking at anywhere from a half inch to an inch of rain coming for the next couple of days. And that's every day. Um, you know, we're looking at possibly heavy rain flash flooding, occurring in the southern half of the state of Oregon. Uh, there's a low right now getting ready to blast on shore. That will continue to dump rain. Last night driving home from work at 2 a.m., it was really windy, really rainy. Just a heavy line of showers, and it wasn't anything, you know, special, but it just, it was what it was. And so, again, we're finally getting some moisture in here, but, man, it's taking, it's taking a sweet time. Uh, and our our big thing that we're looking at now is river rises, and we've had a lot of snow. Our snowpack is pretty much around 100%, which is really good this time of year. But when if we get an atmospheric river on top of it, uh, we're going to start looking at possibly flooding. And so looking at river forecast levels, uh, the Willamette River down in Albany, which is south of here by about uh, 60, 70 miles. Currently this afternoon or last night, it was sitting around 10 feet. It's expected to crest in the minor flood stage around 30 feet. Uh, the Willamette River down at Harrisburg, which is just around Eugene, 100 miles to my south. Last forecast update was about 6 feet, and it's going to get up into the minor flood stage around 15 and a half. National Weather Service says, you know, the precip possible from last night into tomorrow morning, looking at a half an, or 1.5 inches to 2 inches in Portland. Two to three inches in Salem, three to four inches in Corvallis, four to six inches of rain in Eugene. Uh, And then as you get up into the hills, I mean, it just it hits the it hits the Cascades. The air rises, dumps a lot of rain, and then it's got to come out. And so areas like um, Willamette Pass, six to eight inches, Detroit Lake, four to six inches, three to four inches of rain at Government Camp, which is still in the snow zone and should still have snow this time of year. But you get these warm systems with a lot of tropical moisture and it's a lot of water really quick. And, you know, we're looking at avalanche warnings, high wind warnings, flood watches, flash floods, flood warnings. Everything's out. Um, my, you know, forecast area little box that, you know, shows all of our counties and stuff is lit up like a Christmas tree. 
And, you know, as I was telling you, I can look out my window, look to the south and see it absolutely downpouring. It's kind of dry in my neighborhood right now, which tells me the atmospheric river has started to sag south, which is what, you know, it verified the forecast. So a lot of water and uh, hopefully the the uh, flooding is minor, but it's uh, kind of wait and see now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I know it'll be, you know, no one wants any flooding, but also no one wants any of the wildfires that we had, right? you know, last year. So definitely the more moisture will send that off. And honestly, Oklahoma's, I, I want to say 100% drought free. Um, if not, there's just a couple of places that are minor drought or just slightly dry or whatever. So, so like you said, places who don't really need the rain like us right now, we're okay. We're getting a lot of rain and then places that need the rain aren't getting what they need. So but, you know, that's not how it goes with Mother Nature. But right. We're that's at her. crazy that there's all that rain coming your way and in your area. So that's just craziness. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's just it's one of those things where we kind of said it was wait and see. And eventually we knew it was going to happen. But, yeah, when you're looking at multiple inches of rain falling in a 24 to 48 hour period, you yeah. know, that water's got to go somewhere and everything drains off into rivers and those rivers start to rise. And, you know, again, you look at what I was just saying here, the uh, River Forecast Center, you know, says basically we're going to be looking at, you know, rivers are running at 10 feet right now, and they're going to crest somewhere just shy of 30. That's a 20-foot rise in, in in water. That's a lot of water, and that's a pretty quick rise. I mean, they're saying from, you know, 4 o'clock this afternoon, the river will start to, you know, really ramp up. And by the time we get to 4 p.m. Monday, so 24 hours from now, we have gone from 10 feet to 21 feet. That's a pretty rapid rise. Yeah, definitely. And see, and we have rivers and lakes and stuff around here, of course. But with us being relatively flat, we don't have that kind of issue like you do. And, you know, you've got mountains and valleys and hills and valleys and a bunch of rivers and things like that. So, yep. I mean, we have flooding, but it's just not like that and not as watched as it is in places of the country like your place of, of the country, you know? So. Yep. That's that's kind of scary, and that is a very rapid rise, like you said. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where we just kind of wait and we watch, and you know, you there's going to be a lot of what you know we call urban and small stream flooding. I mean, most of this the Portland metro area. I mean, we have creeks run through everywhere. Um, I got a river, you know, about a thousand yards from my house. I'm high up, uh, high up enough above it i'm not in the floodplain or in the hundred year floodplain so that's good but i mean i can walk down i guarantee you that you know the river will be significantly higher than it is today when i go down tomorrow afternoon and walk around the park and yeah. you know like i said we got creeks and stuff it it's not unheard of for you know the city of portland to close down some streets because creeks are now running over the banks yeah. it, it happens every year and you know you get urban flooding and you know, you, I know you guys get that in Oklahoma City as well, where, uh -huh. you know, water has to go somewhere and it's going to go to the lowest point. And sometimes that's the middle of an intersection or that's underneath uh, an overpass. And so you just have to be, you know, smart and aware when you're out driving to if it's covered in water, you know, don't don't. Turn, you know, we, we kind of laugh at it, but it's true. Turn around, don't drown because you don't know what's happening underneath underneath there. the road could be washed out. Um, uh, I saw a picture of it, uh, yesterday, a buddy of mine lives in Kansas, just outside of Salina, Kansas. And it was a joke of, oh, the County wants, you know, $14,000 to build a maintenance shed yet. He showed a bunch of pictures by his property 
which are county roads that have been completely washed out and never rebuilt. And again, it's just an example of, okay, severe flooding has come through. It's washed out roads. And once the water recedes, you see what damage it does. But just because a road used to be there does not mean that it's still there when it comes to flooding. Yes. And I'm telling you, it's almost daily, if not at least once a week. There is a video on Twitter or Facebook of a car being pulled out of somewhere. And especially at an intersection because it's went ahead and just driven on through and then come to find out that part of the road is washed away. And it's like, I don't, I mean, at some point it's like, we can show the videos. We can say, turn around, don't drown till we're blue in the face and people are still going to do it. And so it's like, if some people got to learn the hard way, you know, I'll tell you, that's what my mom always said to me. I have been a learn the hard way kind of person my whole life, not when it comes to driving through flooded roads, but other things. So, I mean, sometimes that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And, and it's sad because it's putting the rescuers and the emergency personnel and stuff at risk when it's absolutely preventable. So Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, you're right, it's sad. You know, it's yeah. easily preventable. So just take the, you know, take the initiative. Be smart. If you do see, you know, water over road, don't drive through it. It doesn't matter, you know, what you drive. Just find another way home. You know, it's funny. The other day I was trapped behind a train. And it was a very, very long train. And so me and a bunch of other cars stood at this intersection waiting for this train. And it started to slow down. And it stopped on the track. Oh, that's the And we were like, okay, so you know what we all did? We turned around. Right. So, right. so when it's a train, we're going to turn around. But when it's flood and you can't see the road, people aren't going to turn around. Exactly. So riddle me that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just not worth the risk. Well... Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. Um, you know, I'm just, I'll hop into my forecast first here. Just it makes more sense. We're talking about all this rain. And so, uh, you know, we talked about last week how, you know, it looked like it was going to rain all week. And it was hilarious. We ended up only having like one or two days where it had light showers. So wow. it was really nice. Um, but looking at, you know, the forecast here, they're saying rain pretty much all week long. Maybe an isolated chance of a thunderstorm tomorrow or tomorrow night, which would be awesome. Um, so I really hope that verifies. I know it's probably not likely. Um, but if this atmospheric river continues to sag south, maybe we stay on the drier side, which would be really nice. So right now they're just saying, you know, temperatures are going to be in the uh, – we'll top out tomorrow in the lower 60s. And then through the rest of the week, we're into the 50s for highs. Lows right around 40, 44, somewhere in there. So it's that wet but very humid feel where you still feel really warm and it's not yeah. all that comfortable. Um, yeah. And so that's what we're looking at through the course of the week. Uh, and it doesn't look like it starts to dry out until we get to probably next weekend. Wow. See, we're, we're going to be pretty dry. We have a little bit of rain chances scattered throughout the week. But, you know, springtime in Oklahoma, that can change on a dime. Right. But the big thing is, is it looks like we're probably going to warm up into the lower 80s later on this week, which is crazy because it is just the first half of April where we're still getting freezes sometimes, which we did just have a freeze last week, you know. So (laughs) Oklahoma is literally the definition of bipolar. And (laughs) (laughs) and I'm okay with it. It keeps you on your toes, but it's just so... It's just so crazy. And I'm kind of excited for the 80s, but I'm also kind of like, okay, so what does this mean? Are we going to be in the 100s by the end of May? Like, what are we doing here? Right. So, 
Hopefully that's not indicative of what's to come, but you never know. Right. I just pulled up your grid forecast just because I wanted to look in. And, you know, I love the little icons that the National Weather Service puts out for you guys Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday. Sunny, then mostly sunny and windy, high 87. I was like, oh. And then I look at Thursday, high 62. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and that's that's us. That's what we do. I'm right. telling you. You know, and we're all kind of used to it. We all complain about it. We're all used to it, but we complain about it year-round, all the time. (sighs) What are you going to do? There's no pleasing people. And I'm I'm guilty of it, too. I complain, too. Like, I've been saying, I'm sick of the winter. Let's move on. And now here we are about to be 80s, and I'm, like, complaining about it. So, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Must be nice to have a Continental Air mask. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Hey, that we're we're right there, though, in that zone where everything meets and comes together. So, I love that. That's, that's what i live for every spring right you're in the zone well bonnie another awesome episode of b squared your weekly weather podcast i am bobby from oregon and i'm bonnie in oklahoma and we will talk to you guys next week hey by the way it's the masters so we'll be talking a little bit of golf on the show i'm sorry bonnie (laughs) that's fine i'll I'll wing it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys we will talk to you next week bye